to the Nonprofit Tech Podcast, sponsored by Fusion Spam. My name is Justin Berniski, and today I am joined by Ria Steele, who is the Chief Operating Officer at DECA. Welcome, Ria. Thank you for having me, Justin. So Ria is a 14-year veteran of the association nonprofit industry, and I asked her to come in today and talk really about being more strategic around systems and implementing systems of technology at your association or nonprofit. And so let me kick it off with a question there. Why is the question, do we need a system, the wrong question? And what, what do you think is the right question that associations and nonprofits should be asking? That's a great way to kick it off, Justin. You know, it's really interesting. A lot of times as staff in organizations are thinking about how to meet member needs and and what to do or what the next thing is that they want to do as an organization, they immediately go to thinking about what is the new system we want to implement, right? What is it? What is that deliverable we want to put in place to, to meet whatever needs are out there? What I would say is, you know, generally that's really reversed from where you want to be and where you want the conversations to be starting. So in reality, where you want the conversations to actually start is in asking, what is the problem that we're trying to solve as an organization or as a department? What is the business need for the organization, right? What is it that we're actually trying to achieve? What is the member need, right? So just as important as business need, a lot of times our association business needs are driven by the needs of our members and what they're asking for or what they need but don't know that they need yet. And then also the other question being, how, how do we provide value to our members, right? How do we find those places where members most benefit from our services and also which services are we best positioned to provide as an organization? And I found that if you, as an organization, start with those questions, start trying to understand what problem you're trying to solve, what your members need, what your, your new business lines are in an organization, from there, you start to build a framework that will help you assess whether or not a new system is appropriate, right? And with those answers, then you can determine, you know, whether or not a system is the solution or whether something else that is a non-software system is actually the solution. Interesting. So are there any specific examples you have where someone came to you with a system solution and actually you, you had them step back, assess what they were trying to do, and they ended up coming to a place where they didn't actually need a new system or maybe even an existing system? Yeah, and I, I would guess most association professionals have had similar experience in communities, right? Online collaboration platforms. A lot of times there's a lot of discussion around wanting to create another avenue for members to collaborate And that often winds up landing in a, we need to implement a software system so that they can all talk to each other online, right? And a lot of times that's exactly what is brought to an IT department is community of choice, like here, implement it for us because the members need it. And a lot of times when I've gone through that process of discussion and started asking those questions about what is the problem we're trying to solve? What does the member need? What is it that they are asking for? And what is it the members are in reality, able and willing to commit to in terms of engaging with the organization. There have been several times where that community platform and the work that needs to go into keeping it running and stable and implementing at the beginning, it is not worth the investment to the organization. It's not actually meeting the need of the member in the space where the member needs that need. Yeah, I love that example because I think I do think communities are so often like this, oh, we'll just do it and it'll be great. 
And it's sort of this field of dreams situation, right? Where they, everyone thinks, oh, if we build it, well, everyone will come. And that's mm-hmm. just not the case. And so often there's so much effort that has to go into it from a process standpoint, from a leadership driving it and a strategic investment in the platform to make a community successful. And I think a lot of times people aren't aware of all that all those other things that go into implementing the system or a a new system of any kind. How do you try and tease out and help people from an operations standpoint understand that the implementation of a new system needs to be a business decision because there's so many other things that will impact? Yeah, so that's a really good question because you're spot on, right? The any implementation of any new system, whether it's a system in, in the context of organizational processes or if it's a system in context of, for example, a new accounting system in an organization, any implementation like that is going to have a ripple effect across the organization. And it's really important to start having those conversations up front and start teasing apart what those impacts are going to be. A lot of times when things come across my desk, right, a lot of the conversations I'm having start with yes and as I'm trying to help people assess what's going on, right? Yes, we can do that. And I need to understand these things about what you're trying to do so I can best support you. Generally, what I'm looking for is making sure that I am having the conversations with the business owner or whoever the project owner is to identify what they're really looking for in the system to meet the business needs. So what is it that they are trying to get at? What is that golden nugget that we're trying to pull from the system? I'm also oftentimes looking to understand what the organization currently has in place and how this new system is going to interact with what is in place, whether it's shifting functions from one place to another, or if it's adding on functions, or if it's something entirely new that the organization's never taken on before. And a lot of times those lines of questioning result in conversations that lead to what is the staffing that's going to be needed to support the new system once we've got it? How do we make sure that we have the long-term revenue foundation? So if we do have long-term expenses with this, that they're covered by the organization. What are the different departmental interactions that the system will have, right? Rarely do we have a system in any organization that only touches one department. Many times there are implications for other departments, whether they would need to enter data into the system or pull reports from the system or connect an existing system into a new system so that everybody can share information as needed throughout the organization. That makes a lot of sense. So if you've done the business analysis and you you feel like people have a good understanding of the need, are there any key indicators or anything that would drive the decision to be like, okay, we've looked at this and we think we need a new system? What do you expect to make that decision? There are. um, So in addition to kind of making sure that there's real clarity around the business need in relation to the new system. Some of the other things that I'm often looking at, and this is with my chief operating officer hat on, are the cost analysis to make sure we understand what the cost of adapting or modifying an existing system to meet that business need would be versus the cost to obtaining and implementing a new system. In addition to the dollar costs, I'm also oftentimes looking and working with staff to better understand the PR costs, for lack of a better term. What are the implications to members? You know, how are how are they going to react to a new system? How much change has the organization gone through recently, right? If the organization has experienced a whole lot of change to implemented a whole lot of new systems, it might be much more difficult for the organization to implement a new system in that scenario. Also, as I'm thinking about the 
dollar cost, I always want to work with staff to make sure we're actually doing a um, return on investment analysis. So do that ROI calculation to make sure that we're not just thinking about this one year cost, the one year implementation, but we're thinking long term about how is this providing value? If it's saving us money over the long term, what are the long term costs and benefits of having this new system in the organization? Those a lot of times will actually help with the decision making and also make sure everybody having the conversations has a really clear understanding of the implications of bringing a new system into the organization. What you were just saying about thinking about that return on investment and really getting people to have a little more of a strategic approach as opposed to just solving the initial, this is a stated problem, I found a solution, let's go with it. I think one of the challenges a lot of nonprofits and associations face is there are so many challenges every day and so many things that they would like to enhance or improve. Is there a process you believe should be in place to help organizations decide if they need a new system? And do you have an example of what that process might look like? I do think organizations should have a process for the decision-making related to this. And I would also say that the process, whatever it may be for an individual organization, should be defined before you reach the point of needing to make a decision. I actually think putting a process together in advance helps objectify it so that, or ensure it is a an objective process as opposed to a process that is created just for one decision that needs to be made. Some of the things that I would look for in that process are making sure that there's input provided by more than one department, making sure that the leadership of the organization is engaged. My preference for the leadership engagement is actually to have a leadership team member be a sponsor of the project. So you always have somebody that is at the leadership table that actually has ownership of the project and is accountable for the project. So it's not a bunch of yes, 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 we should definitely do this. You know, once the going gets tough on the project, like nobody's there to, to really support it and champion it and be supportive of it. So, you know, having the leadership sponsorship as part of the assessment and whether or not, if there are no leaders in the organization, right, nobody on the leadership team is willing to support and stand behind one of the projects, then the project should absolutely not move forward. I would also recommend, depending on organizational context, you come up with a rubric, incorporating both quantitative and qualitative measures to assess whether or not the project is one that the organization should move forward and should also, you know, require the collection of common data across all projects being considered. So maybe it's implementation cost, maybe it's staff time, maybe it's whether or not a consultant would be used, maybe it's how many members would be served by the implementation. It would really depend on if it's a foundation-related project, right? What is the increase in foundation revenues, depending on which project you move forward? So projects can be brought forward as a one-off kind of thing, but for most organizations who really want to be thoughtful about their strategic planning processes and their budget processes, what they should be doing is looking at multiple projects for each fiscal year and determining which of those projects go forward, right? So you're actually comparing one project versus another to determine what is going to best meet the business needs of the organization. And doing that and having it happen at a set point in the year and being thoughtful about it will also ensure that the organization isn't burning out staff with like 15 different projects going on at once that are all impacting the exact same staff members. It makes a lot of sense that this should be actually a part of the bigger budgeting process because a lot of these projects end up having the highest impact from a budget standpoint on an organization from a year to year basis. That is, mm -hmm. that's beyond operations. 
you know, I think that's the ideal. Imagining you've been in some situations where projects maybe got started with new systems that they weren't fully vetted or they weren't thought out. Are there any red flags that you have noticed or that you look out for related to implementing new systems that other people should also be on the lookout for if they're starting down the path maybe a little bit already and that should make them take a second to go, hey, do we need to take a step back and think through this a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So whether, you know, whether it's been in a situation where I'm walking into a new organization, right, and having to kind of assess what's going on on the ground, what's in progress, what's in the pipeline, or when I've been in situations where I'm in an organization and we get mid-project and just something's not going right, and I can start to see the signals that there's a problem. In those situations, my checklist for those things that I'm looking for to try to figure out what might be going on with a project, the first one is what I mentioned before. Is there a champion on the leadership team? Does the project still have the support of somebody on the leadership team? If the answer there is no, then it's a very different conversation, right? It's not trying to get the project back on the rails, get the trains running back on time. It's a very different conversation with the leadership team around, is this a sunk cost project and we're stopping it? Or has the situation in the organization changed and it's no longer aligned with the mission? And is this something you want to continue doing? I think that you know, to go off on a little tangent, I think that is one of the hardest things for an organization is getting over the concept of sunk cost and recognizing sometimes these projects, if they're not going to work for the organization, you don't keep spending the money to try to force it to work. You just have to own the fact that you spent money. It's not going to work out and you got to stop the work. That's painful. (laughs) And I've done it before, but sometimes those hard decisions have to be made to ensure that the organization is actually continuing to meet member needs. The other, some of the other things that I'm looking for is once I've checked the box, yes, we still have a champion on the leadership team. I want to make sure that the, the business need that was defined at the beginning of the project is still actually there and needing to be met through this project. As I'm sure you've experienced, Justin, when you know every once in a while you're working a project and it's a two or three year project and you get to year two and the business need has actually changed or something new has come into the market and the staff have found a different way to actually serve that business need and suddenly the project's no longer relevant. That's one of those things I do want to double check all the time. The other thing, once I've checked those two boxes, the next thing I'm actually looking for is going back into the documentation for the project and making sure that the outcomes for the project as well as the system functionality have been clearly defined. Did everybody at the beginning and does everybody still have a common understanding of what we're trying to accomplish, what this is supposed to look like when we're done with it? The next thing I'm usually looking for is the project timeline and making sure that there's actually a plan for engaging multiple departments and finding out actually what that engagement has looked like and what it is. Is the organization actually working the plan that they defined? Are the folks that were supposed to be engaged still engaged? I've run into a number of projects where the project team was defined, got these five people from these five departments, and they're supposed to be participating in every meeting. And come to find out people aren't showing up for meetings or they're showing up for meetings and they're not providing input or they're not providing the contextual departmental input that is needed on the project. The other thing is always an interesting one, which is, is the team working on the project or has the project been clearly communicated to the organization, right? Does, if it's, especially if it's a larger organization, does anybody know the project's even happening? And if not, you know, then, then there might be a, another issue with folks not 
recognizing the value of the project, how it's supporting the organization, how it's supporting individual department functions, as well as the organization mission. The other thing I'm oftentimes looking for, especially if the project is struggling, is whether or not there was a clear definition or an understanding of what the external impacts of the project were going to be. Was there member and customer input built into pilot phases of the project? Was there an understanding of what communications were going to have to go outside of the organization to make sure that everybody understood what this project was going to be like, what it was going to mean to the the outside facing world. Have those things been addressed? Because I have been part of a number of projects or walked into a number of projects where that was incorrectly or insufficiently addressed. And once you get into the external facing stuff, if you haven't actually incorporated member voice into the actual project, a lot of times the assumptions the staff are making about how members are going to react to the project, it's not in alignment with the way members are actually reacting. If you haven't spent time with your members in their office, understanding what their day-to-day work is, how are you able to provide them with the service that they're expected to use on a day-to-day basis? So those are really kind of the big things that I'm looking for when I'm, I'm seeing a project struggling. Yeah, I was going to ask you about, well, what happens if a project is dropped in your lap without a heads up? But I think a lot of what you've just described very much matches whether you have a project that you're always already a part of, or you just get thrown into a project, that reflection on the bigger picture, taking a step back and trying to just take a look around and confirm, do we have that sponsor? Does this still make sense? Are we still solving a problem? What is that problem? Is this really what our members and our customers want? I think those are all really important things to do at any point in the project, but especially if you're just starting in a project. Mm -hmm. The other thing I do try to do, Justin, when I'm faced with you know, either a new project or walking into one is testing assumptions and calling out assumptions is probably one of the most critical things anybody doing any sort of implementation can do. The number of times that I have asked one of those clarifying questions to make sure I'm understanding what the assumptions are and gotten an answer where two people are like, wait, that's not what I thought. No, wait, what? So many times, especially in our organizations, like we get in the habit of using shortcuts to refer to things, you know, use different terms and and the words we use have different meanings to different people, especially with the implementation projects. A lot of times what I have found is I need to approach them from a place of being new to an organization, right? Pretend I haven't been working there for however long I've been working there and actually treat some of these conversations as with no assumptions. I don't understand what you, when you're saying member, who is it you're referring to? Going back to that basic level of questioning to make sure that we're catching as many assumptions as possible. So we're getting the root of what we're trying to do as as an organization with the project. Yeah, that is the terminology can cause so much problems and the assumptions around the terminology can especially cause a lot of headache. So I think the the, uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, you had mentioned the idea of sunk costs and sometimes needing to abandon a project. I think there's also, you have that challenge if you implement, you successfully implement a new system, it is up and running, and then you realize, okay, maybe this isn't perfect, or trying to get the organization to assess that system and understand, is this actually the right system for us? Do we need to be thinking about changing systems? How do you approach sort of the operational side? Do, do you start that process right after you go live or do you wait five years? Go, okay, we've invested in this. Now I'm going to go focus on something else. And and then how do you also kind of make sure because you've already spent that money, getting the argument for the organization to like go, okay, maybe we do need to move away and find a new system to do what our current system kind of does, but is, is really not 
good enough? That's a really good question. And in all honesty, I, I feel like I've done that in every single organization I've worked with. I don't think it's something that happens five years down the line. I think it's something that actually starts while you're implementing. For me, it's something that actually starts anytime I hear somebody express some sort of dissatisfaction with the system. If it's an employee, if it's a member, whatever the situation is, anytime somebody is expressing dissatisfaction, I'm starting to pull that thread to try to better understand what it is that's causing that. Is it dissatisfaction because we didn't do a good job of communicating what the system was supposed to do and how it was supposed to work? Is it dissatisfaction because we haven't done enough training on the system, right? Even though the implementation was successful, it's doing everything it was meant to do. Did we not help folks understand how to incorporate it into their daily work? If it's member side dissatisfaction, did we miss the mark on meeting the member need or did we miss the mark on communicating to members how to use a system they have to use on a regular basis? In terms of making the decision about whether you stick with that implementation once you're up and running or shift and take on a new implementation, I think your cost analysis is one part of that. Almost starting the cycle again, where you're taking a look at business need and what is the business need that's not being met? What is the cost of meeting that business need in your current system versus what is the cost of going through a full implementation? And when I say cost, I also mean, you know, in this scenario, I'm talking about loaded costs, like not just the dollar costs associated with changing one system, but if you go to a fully new system, obviously you have all of your PR associated, like if you just changed from when one AMS to another, <laughs> for example, and your members have experienced change and are interacting with you differently because of that. What does it mean to actually take them through that change process again? And what is their impression of the organization going to be? If it's been one or two years since you did an implementation versus 10 years. The, the other thing I'm often looking to do is a gap analysis, really trying to understand where is it that we missed the mark with the business need that's causing us to really even consider getting a new system. And then really understanding and identifying is it actually something that we can do in the current system and we just need to shift something or another? Or is it something that we truly actually need something different for? I always think, think about you know, early conversations as um, we were doing an AMS implementation that no matter what, and you go to any technology conference anywhere, right? Like nobody loves their AMS, period, the end, <laughs> right? Like it's all about how you are choosing to use the system that you have in your organization switching to a new system is just going to give you a different set of challenges. And so really to me, continuing to return to that business need and the member value um, can really help with that decision-making. I think the problems are always a good place to start. I think there is the challenge of knowing when is this a failure of our organization to not properly train people, not properly outreach, and when is a failure of the system itself? It's very easy to blame the system there. There's no person really that's associated with it as much as, I mean, there are plenty of people who obviously work behind the scenes to get it up and running, but it's much harder to say, oh, we didn't do a good job training people because then that, that very much falls on us and so it's much easier to blame the them than the us. If someone wants to kind of learn more about thinking strategically around technology and systems or wants help with implementing any of the, the items that you've just mentioned or any of the processes you've talked about, 
where would you recommend they go or where have you gone in the past to kind of understand and get ideas on how to approach challenging situations? Throughout the arc of my career, I've actually used a variety of different resources as I approach these problems. When I was more novice in my career and just hadn't been through very many implementations, I actually did a lot of reading and, and, and reading specifically not about system implementation. So I should say, I got my project management credential pretty early on because I recognized the need for that particular skill set in terms of actually being able to manage projects that our organization was taking on at the time. But I also did a fair bit of reading around change management and helping organizations and staff weather change in an organization. So Made to Stick was one of the books that I remember reading and it really fundamentally shifted my thinking around how to engage staff in some of our change management efforts in my organization. I also really relied heavily on organizations like N10 and ASAE to build my network with individuals who were taking on similar projects as me or that had had experience in projects so that as I was going through some of my projects, I would have individuals to reach out to, to talk through things with, kind of process the challenges or process. If I was working with a partner and just something didn't sound right about what the partner was communicating to me, I would have a sounding board in a, another colleague to, to kind of go through and talk it through and see what it was that was causing that dissonance for me. As I've gotten further in my career, some of the things I've been doing are spending more time continuing those conversations and building those relationships with individuals in the field who have had experience in projects. And I also rely on my partner relationships a lot more and and much more, you know, whereas early in my career, I was trying to do it all, right? I was trying to be the project manager, the implementer, do everything. Now, where I'm at is really, you know, especially in my role as chief operating officer, I'm thinking a lot about who is it that's best positioned to help with different segments of projects? Is it best to bring in a partner or is it best to provide one of our employees with an opportunity to grow through project management or through going through the analysis phases of a project? So I feel like right now I'm, I'm doing a lot of creating opportunities especially for staff to learn and grow with projects and I'm still you know as I run into project challenges still going to you know my network and the web <laughs> Google is still a really good search tool for something to try to better understand either what the functionality is that I'm looking at or, or what the implications are of a decision that we're making about a project or where intersections between different products are that's another thing I do have to do fairly often is that for for example we have our accounting system and as we're talking about additional functionality we need with the accounting system I'm having to do research to make sure I understand what other products can plug into our particular accounting system to give us the functionality we're looking for. The only way to really do that is to dig in on the, the website and making sure like I'm actually reading the materials that our accounting system, the learning materials and things like that, that, that are out there for our systems. That never ends. Yeah, always learning. So, well, any last words of advice you'd like to share with listeners out there before we sign off? Yeah, the, the one thing we haven't really talked very much about is sort of the alignment with the strategic plan and the, the organizational strategy. And I think that I think that a lot of times that sits up with the champion on the leadership team, right? Making sure that that alignment is there. But I, I can't stress enough the importance of constantly looking at that anytime any decisions are being made about the project or product or implementation. Everything in an organization is doing should be aligned to the strategic objectives that that organization has. And 
and no no projects really should be undertaken if they're not furthering those objectives. And I think that that's one of those things that a lot of times with our projects and with our software systems, we're taking that for granted. But I think we need to not take it for granted. <laughs> we need to, you know, that's one of those assumptions we need to question. We need to make sure that before we decide to take on a new project or not, that, you know, we are having the conversation about exactly how this project the software implementation is going to meet the objectives outlined in our strategic plan. That is a very important point to end on. So with that, thank you, Ria, so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm sure we'll hear more from you in the future.